As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Happy Halloween, James. Are you excited for Halloween? It's almost here. I uh, I don't know how you feel, but I love Halloween. It's it's one of my. Uh, I normally wear a stupid costume and do stupid things. So, what are you gonna wear this year? Uh, I, I haven't got anything new, so unless I like actually get to the store today or tomorrow, I'm gonna be going through the box and finding something from a past year. I've got a Deadpool costume I've worn a couple mm. of times that I. I've got a I've got a Jack Skellington costume that I could wear. Um, I have a couple of options. I have a Batman costume, but I think I got to go get something new. My daughter, who's five years old, wants me to be a zombie. So, which I thought was a funny request for a five year old. Yeah, that is funny. Like a Walking Dead kind of thing. I I guess. She's like, oh, zombies can only be boys. It's like, okay. It's like, aren't you going to be scared? And she's like, no, I know it's you. That's good. So. Okay. <laughs> That's fun. So we'll see if I have time to get to the store to get a zombie costume today. What's the one candy that the kids are just like, don't want this. You can have it. Don't want it. Yeah. Huh. There's got to be one. Like, remember when you're a kid, like, I, I remember like gloss hats. I was like, I'm good. Like, you can just take those back. And my kids are like pretty non-discriminating. You know, I think they'll, I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll see what they throw back. I mean, they're they're excited about like candy corn and like stuff that oh I don't even God. like. So yeah. <laughs> that stuff's not the, not the greatest. I don't know. Like if it's candy and it comes at Halloween, they're they're in. All right. Well, uh, the Leafs will be playing on Halloween. Of course, uh, they'll have the LA Kings late start because of the ESPN. We talked about that last week. I think it's actually just because of ESPN. But anyway, uh, we should discuss the road trip that they just came back from. Five games, three one and one. It's funny, like I was I was coming back from Nashville and I was thinking about the trip and, you know, what I've written and what I've been thinking about. 
it's like three one one. Like that's that's a good trip, uh, given where they went. Like the the way the trip went. Like games every other day. Like wasn't the craziest schedule, but a long trip. And it's like it should be all good. You know, five. What is it? Five two and two or whatever it is. Five, five two and one. Five two and they're, one. They're tied for the fifth best record in the league. This is what I was going to say off the top, Jonas. I think that I know where you're going with this, and I yeah. think that like okay, I think we should start with positive corner. The record's yeah. good. Okay. They had a good road trip. I think I think getting into the the nits isn't the way to start off the show. So, you know, I know they lost to Nashville, but in all in all, a good trip, some good teams there, some good goaltending performances from Joseph Wall. I know everything's not not perfect in Leafsland, and I know we like to get into the thing the, the different ways that the team could be better instead of just saying all's well. But I mean we can also talk about some things that are going going well right now. Okay. Well, I did have a game for you, but let's no, let's yes. before we get no, into the game, yeah. tell me game what you time. think is is should be highlighted about what's going well for them right now. Well, I mean Joseph Wool is one example. Uh I mean you can go down the list of players that are playing well. I I really like the way Morgan Riley's playing. TJ Brody's been good. Um obviously obviously Nylander. I mean that almost goes without saying. It feels like every show we talk about him. Um what else? What else? What else? I mean, Bertuzzi seems to be kind of coming back into form. Tavares seems to have found another gear or something. Maybe because, as you wrote, he has something to prove. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think to me, it kind of looks like they're, they're shaking off some of like the. I didn't like the way they played in the first, I don't know, what do you want to say, three games or so. And it seems like they've shaken some of that off and they've put together some performances not all of the games recently but some performances that are like okay they look more like a top five or six team in the nhl you know tampa they were dominant against them uh i like the way they played against dallas largely um you know the washington game was a was not very good or very interesting and the i don't know you were there for the trip the nashville game to me just watching on tv they seemed fatigued or 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 as that game wore on it seemed like they just weren't they weren't able to continue to push the pace there. Yeah, I mean, they were playing with 5D basically, well, not the whole game, but half the game. And, like, if if Saros doesn't make a few saves early in that game, it's over. Like, it's 3 nothing, and obviously Samsonov lets in a goal that he has to stop. Oh, Saros um, was so good. Like, Saros so good. looked like Vesna candidate. So that was a big, you're right, that is a huge factor in that game. Okay, so that that's okay. So we're going to cover off some of this stuff in the game that I have come up with. I was trying is to think of like trick, trick or treat or something. Is this I like was a Halloween trying to, game? that's, that would have been good. I was thinking like, what could be a oh, Halloween can, style game? Can't, can't you make it trick or treat or no, it's not going to be so to that. What would trick be? And what would treat be? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because the game was going to be true, false, or TBD. Is there a way okay. to like tweak it? So it's trick or treat trick is, uh, is good or treat is, Bad trick. Trick. I like this. Okay, I'm tweaking it. Trick means that you're not sure about it. Treat means it's okay. Everything is fine. And it's going to continue. Don't we need three? Don't we need three All right, scrap it. We're going with the original game. So the true, false, or TBD, James. William Nylander is going to score 50 goals and 100 points and lead the Leafs in scoring. True, Uh, false, or TBD? I'm going to say false. I think that that's a little bit high. I, when I looked at 
kind of where I thought he could go. I had him around like I think 45 is probably his ceiling unless I mean we'll see. I mean unless it's just a huge like shooting percentage bender that he goes on this year. 100 points, what's he got? He's got 12 in 8 8 games. Yeah, maybe. I I mean I could see it. I think like 45 goals like 95 points. I know he had 40 goals last year. And would he have 84 points? 87. Last year? And really, really got cold at one point in the second half. Right. So I would say like, I think, I think he's going to top out just shy of that. Like 45, 95 is probably, but I mean, he's like, that's pretty good. He looks like one of the most dynamic players in the league right now, just the way he's playing. Yeah. To your point about shooting percentage, like he hasn't really had that one crazy shooting percentage year. Like before the season, as high as 15.7, and that was the 1920 when he had 31 and 68. He's shooting almost 18% right now. Like if that mm-hmm. kind of kept up, like if he was like a 17, 18% shooter, maybe he gets to to 50. To your point, like every time he gets the puck in the offensive zone, even outside the offensive zone, like he looks like he's the best player on the ice. He looks like he's in control. He's dangerous. Like it's it's interesting, James. Like I was looking at some of the expected goals numbers for him, and they're not as as high as you would think they are because it's it's obviously based on some of the locations that he's shooting the puck but he's shooting the puck like every time even when it's from distance like it it feels dangerous do you know what i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. like i haven't looked is he on pace to generate i mean he's playing more minutes so that's gonna bring up his like shot when i was looking at where i thought he could top out goals wise i was basing it on past performance but if he's playing more and shooting the puck more like he's up over four shots a game right now um, that could potentially change things for him. Yeah, what's interesting is at last check, I don't think he's actually playing more at five on five. And I will check this mm-hmm. as we speak. No, he's he played thirteen forty two a game last year. He's at thirteen forty last year. I think some of this has been the overtimes. He's killing penalties now mm-hmm. a little bit more regularly. I think he's like at like well, he's up over twenty minutes a game, which he's never really sniffed that before. No, like last year was the high, and it was like eighteen and a half. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, like they've played a bunch of three on three. I mean, he should you know be what, playing honestly, 20 minutes a game, honestly. I'm looking at a Jonas and I think actually 50 goals probably is within reach if he's shooting the puck as much as he is right now. Cause he's on pace for about 350 shots. So all he would need is a 15% shooting percentage to turn that around. There so you go. as long as he keeps playing this much and shooting, I mean, it's, it's possible. Well, I, so. I think the thing that that's the thing, like, can he avoid what happened in the second half last year when him and Tavares just like. It just stopped working, and obviously he played a bunch with Matthews, but he really went into like a, a pretty deep lull in the second half. So that's going to be the thing, I think. But if he keeps playing like this, like he's, I think he's been their best player so far this mm-hmm. year. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. No, I think so too. I mean, I think Riley's been sneaky, really, yep, really agree. good too. Yeah. Um, and Tavares has been good, but yeah, I would pick Nylander right now. Well, that's uh, a good segue into the next. I don't know what to call these. Next part of the game? Yeah, next part of the game. Um, The top line is, I don't know how to, I was struggling with how to phrase this for true, false, or TBD. Um, The top line needs a fix. True, false, or TBD? I mean, I think you wait for them to play their way out of it a little bit. Um, But I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world, breaking it up and trying something else. Um, I guess what is something else would be the question because if Neilander and Tavares I mean, guess, are playing so well together, what are you going to do? Yeah, that's true. 
But you you would think maybe Tavares and Marner would still continue to play well together, if you if that's the ch- the change that you make. Um, yeah, you know Matthews had the back to back hat tricks the first two games, and since then he's been quiet by his his standards. You know, only the only the one goal in six games. Uh, I think he didn't have any assists in the first two games, right? So he's got three one goal and three assists in the last six games. You know, I. I wonder if part of it, Jonas, like the minutes that they've been giving Matthews and Marner in some games have just been really, really, really steep. Especially you're on a big tr- long trip like that, and you're just coming out of training camp. And we've we've talked about it on previous shows. It's you, you got to be careful not to empty their tank too much. Well, they did bring it more in line, or they did mm-hmm. do a better job the last few games of cutting it back, like. In Nashville, OT game, Marner plays like 21 and change. I think I'd have to check Matthews. He was at 19 in Dallas, 18 in Washington. Like those games, the score wasn't particularly close, so they could afford to kind of cushion it a little bit, but they have pulled that back. I highlighted highlighted Marner in my story on Monday. I just don't think he's looked like himself. Like some of the plays and the decisions that he's making with the puck are just like very uncharacteristic. Um, and, and Sheldon Keefe has talked about their passing not being sharp, their execution not being sharp. And I wonder like, if there's also some effect or whatever from the fact that they're having to spend more time taking defensive zone draws. That's a pretty big change from last year. Like They were at 67% zone starts last year. This year, they're at 52. I guess you combine all those things, and, and Matthews maybe hasn't been playing to the same level he was to start the year and they're just a bit off. They don't have a left winger who really like has fit with them. Like what do you, I guess true, false or TBD. Are you worried? Like I, I don't, I don't think it's an issue. Like I think they're going to be fine. So I guess trying to remember, uh, I phrase it. Do they need a fix? I don't think so. I think that's a false. I think they're going to just inevitably Matthews will play better. Marner will play a lot better than he's played. And I don't know what the left winger is going to be. I don't know what they'll do with that. I guess that's the only thing. I don't know if that's a fix because I don't know if they have that person, honestly. I mean, needing to play them more in defensive situations is a very real thing and it can have a very real impact on offensive output. So it may well be that Marner doesn't produce as much as he has in past years. Like this might not be, this might might not be the year for him to get to a hundred points and that's part of what you give back when, you know, you don't have other options to play in the defensive zone and, yeah. you know, they don't really have like another shutdown line. So they're going to have to really lean on those guys. And that doesn't mean they can't win that way. It just means that they there might not potentially be as, uh, they might not be able to take over games offensively the way we've seen in the past quite as much. I think that's something, James, that they're going to have to find a way to fix with a trade. Like, I, I just don't think they, you can go to need, the playoffs with this kind of yeah. lineup, honestly. Is that an overreaction? A, no, I, I, I mean, I think they need. Ideally, they need a top four defenseman, and they need a third line center. Is what they need, and um, or at the very like they don't have a lot of. They don't have a lot of players up front that are really, really good two way players. There's not. There's just not very many. Like how many, how many other forwards are really, really good defensively? Matthews, Marner. Yarncroc, Camp, that might be everybody. That might be it. Unless, I'm, yeah. unless I'm missing something. And that's not very many. Um, 
No, and to your point, James, like that third line that they've been trotting out recently, Nyes, Domi, Kampf, 40% expected goals right now so far. Small sample, 30 minutes. But like, yeah, that line doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's kind of like, here's the pieces we have left over after we make our top top two lines and then here's some guys. And so... Yeah, I mean, it's just like a disjointedness that's going to be there with some of this, and I think it it, it bears watching because you can't expect you, you can't expect Matthews and Marner to be to face other teams' top lines and take a lot of the defensive zone situations and then still be you know produce the way they have in the past when they didn't have to do those things. Like that's just not going to happen. Yeah, I think it's a good point, and I and I yeah, I'm curious to see how they figure it out. Like, would you try? Nye's there at some point. Like, I just don't think he's looked, I think he's looked okay, but he looks like a rookie to me. He looked like a rookie a lot during that trip. It feels like it's asking too much at this point. I think maybe- There were in, games- Yeah. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you. There were games where he just isn't, isn't you don't notice him. Like, he's just, or or the only time you notice him is with when he turns the buck over or something. So, yeah. again, I think it's, you know, he's only playing barely over 13 <coughs> minutes a game. He looks dangerous in offensive situations when he gets put in position to use his shot. Obviously, there was the uh, the game with the the, the comeback. Yeah, him um, and Domi. Why Tampa? I'm yep, Tampa. On you one. got it. Yeah. Um, games are blending together already, Jonas. And there's only been eight of them. Yeah. You know, Nye's only has nine shots on goal in eight games. Wow. So, I mean, that says something to the effect that just. Whether it's him or the line mates he's with, he's just not really getting to the net enough. So part of when you see those low expected goals, I mean, Camp has only four shots on goal in eight games. He's not a guy that you probably want shooting a lot, but if you're on the third line and you're playing That's wild, minutes, man. That's a crazy stat. And Domi's only got ten Domi's only got ten shots. Can I give so, you an even crazier stat? Noah Gregor has twenty two shots on goal. He's fourth on the team. Yeah, well he's like a volume shooter. He's a volume like he's, shooter. Yeah. You know, he's uh <laughs> his problem is shooting percentage. That's that's Gregor's problem. And it may be a problem that, you know, that's going to define whether or not he's an NHL player or not, is if he can find the back of the net more, because I know that that was the criticism in uh, in San Jose. Okay, true, false, or TBD. Joseph Wall is going to take over the net, and it's over. Like, he's going to be the number one pushing out Ilya Samsonov. Well, I mean, for the... The good of my fantasy team, I hope Samsonov can come back and play. You have to pick one though. True, false, uh, or I would, TBD. TBD. Yeah, right? I would say I would yeah, I would say TBD. It's too early. I mean yeah, it's, it is. It's, it's goalies, right? Like so I'm really interested to see this week, right? Because you got LA tomorrow. I'm assuming Wool's gonna start, right? Me too. And if he plays well, you probably give him Boston and that's gonna Boston. That's the big game, it. right? That's the big game of the week, obviously. Yeah. So it's interesting because if you give the way that the starts have played out Unless Wool is really bad against LA, you give him Boston, and if he wins there, then all of a sudden, you know, I think that you can talk about him taking more command of the net. Like if 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 Wall is getting, you know, they gave him like some of the tougher, they gave him the stars, and then uh, Samsonov gets the quote unquote easier start against Nashville. This week it's LA, Boston, Buffalo, then they've got Tampa. Ottawa, Calgary, Vancouver, all at home the week after in a really busy week uh, before they go to Sweden. Um, 
you know, not a lot of back-to-backs so far this year. So the, you know, in theory, if Wall plays really well against LA and Boston, you could keep starting him pretty aggressively if you wanted to. Yeah, I think that's right. Like if he keeps playing like this, you just keep giving him the net. Um, I, I wanted to get your opinion on what we heard from Ilya Samsonov in Nashville, where he really, like, I respect when anyone can, can talk about their, their struggles with whatever. Um, but he went into pretty good detail about how much of a struggle this has been mentally. What did you make of of what he had to say? I'm not surprised. I saw there were some people, you know, I, I think, you know, some people, there's a conversation like, should he be doing that? Is it good for him to do that? Or they're, are they worried about him saying that? I think it's, what it is really is a testament to the kind of person he is. Like he's just, he's a very, very transparent, yeah. open, honest person. Mm-hmm which is interesting because in my experience, a lot of the Russian NHL players are not like that at all. So, um, yeah, but he's just very, he's very, just very open. He's very honest when you ask him questions. So if he gets a bunch of reporters around him and say, how are you feeling right now? Like, how, how has it been? Like after the, you know, you had the bad start to the season and whatever, he's, he's going to tell you exactly what's happening. And, you know, and it, and it feels, I think in the NHL, it feels, um, it stands out more because so few players do that. So yeah. few players like kind of just like open up to that extent with the media. Like normally you get the cliches and, the, and very often from goalies, like they don't, they don't give you a window into their mental health and stuff like that. I just think he's just a different cat. And I don't think people should be necessarily worried about him because he's talking like that. Cause I think he's just, I think a lot of goalies feel like this in the NHL when you have a couple of bad starts and you, you get shaken a little bit. The question for him is, does he, he had moments last year, I remember where he faltered and then he came back strong. Um, so that he just needs to find what he had last year when he was able to do that. Yeah. You know what? The fact that you mentioned that it, it actually, I was thinking about it afterwards, um, like on the drive back to the hotel and writing about it. It did remind me a little bit of Jack Campbell during those stretches. I think, especially in that last year with Toronto, where he really kind of bared his soul after that one particular game. And he did kind of find it again, like sort of like he got back on track and like to your point, Samsonov had a dip. I think it was like November, December, him and Murray both really dipped. And then he came back and kind of found it again. Yeah. Like we'll, we'll see. Like it's, I just think the whole thing is different for him. Like there were no real expectations for him last year. And mm-hmm. if you go back to Washington, anytime he kind of had expectations, he kind of let it slip a little bit. I don't know well, if you he can... wasn't being pushed last year really either, too, right? That's like, true. Some too. goalies, yeah. like remember Frederick Anderson, seemed to be a guy that would struggle when there was someone that was battling him for starts. Well, they remember James. Like this was something I remember you pointed out a bunch. They never brought in real competition for him. Like it was always. Right. I don't know if that was on purpose or if that was just like he's going to start sixty-five games. We don't need or sixty games. We don't need another guy. But they never really brought in competition. And you're right. Maybe he doesn't respond well to being pushed. Like Manichek in Washington pushed him and basically took his job, kind of. Well, it's it's more, it's more even more pressure, right? If there's someone, like if Joseph Wall playing the way he is, it, you know, it's a younger, less established guy. And, you know. Contract year. Food, contract year, taking food off your table. Here's this young guy playing so well. It's. It would be hard. It's just human nature that that would be in the back of your mind going into a game, and you haven't been playing well, and the other guy's playing really well, and you worry. You know, you I, I, you got to be so mentally tough to be 
a professional athlete, but to be a goalie is just, it's so hard. Like, I don't, I don't think I could do it. Yeah. Wall has a, a 961 save percentage. I'm pretty confident that's not going to stick. And then you look at like some of the high danger numbers, like that's going to come down. Like he's going to cool off a little bit, but he looks comfortable, man. It's, it's super, super, super small sample size though. Like he's made three starts, played in four games. Samsonov started five. We'll see. Uh, let's take a break and then let's get into the D. Let's talk about Bertuzzi and a whole bunch of more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, James. Uh, Where should we go next? Let's go to the D. True, false, or TBD. The Leafs have sorted out their issues on defense. Everything is going to be okay there. Uh, false. Okay. <laughs> okay. We would have said that they've sorted out their issues on defense. I don't know. Like they got like the pairs kind of in order. Obviously, Jake McCabe is hurt at the moment, so that's kind of thrown a, a wrench a little bit into things. But okay, tell me why. Well, they. I mean, they have some guys playing well. Yep. You know, like I, I like I've liked the way that Logan's playing. Like the I've already said this, Riley Brody. But I mean, McCabe has been not, not good. good, and now he's hurt, got a minor injury. Klingberg is, you never know what you're going to get, never mind like night to night, but it's like almost like shift to shift you know, or play to play. You're not really sure what he's going to do. Um, you know, I know in Vancouver they call uh, Tyler Myers the chaos chaos giraffe, and I think that's that's kind of what Klingberg reminds me of. And then Giordano, I mean, he's been good. It was, you know, him getting the goal in Nashville and him playing more minutes and whatever. I mean, good for him, but there's just always going to be the question of is it too much? for him you know and then you look at you know they bring in Legison and they really just don't want to play any of the other guys like they don't want to give what, what was Legison's getting uh got 10 minutes and then was like barely noticeable like barely touched the puck um whether it's him or Benoit or any of the other depth defensemen like it's pretty clear that they're going to play, they'd rather play Giordano more than 20 minutes a game than, than trust any of their like seven, eight, nine guys. Yeah, there's a lot. I, I think you hit on a lot of important things. Let's, let's start with some of the good. Um, I think this is the best Riley's looked in, I mean, since the playoffs, like he looked basically the same, but like he, they're taking tough matchups. They're handling them like him and Brody, to your point, have just been excellent so far and i really just, wanted jonas just yeah. to interrupt uh the leafs are starting wool tomorrow not that that's a surprise but that okay. just came out offic- officially so sorry. okay Keep um going. well I, I was just gonna say like one of the things that i went into the fall like I, we did some like question thing or i can't remember what it was i think 
And I, and I mentioned Riley's ice time last year, and he was like 80-something, 87th among D and five-on-five ice time, and that's just not enough. And they're playing him like way more this year, and I think it's it's partly personnel. Well, they, like they just don't have enough guys. There, there was the injuries last year too, right? Yeah, Riley? that was part of it for sure. Um, yeah. But he just looks healthy, skating really well. Defensively, like him and Brody are not really spending a lot of time in their own zone. They haven't given up much. Um that's really positive because like it, it was kind of a question whether those two together, especially Riley, obviously, could take on tough matchups and succeed. And granted, it's been eight games, but I, I just liked everything I've seen from him so far. Like it looks a lot like it did in the playoffs. And that was one of the questions I had coming to the year was, and I think a lot of people had, could he kind of carry it over? And it really looks like he has. They they need him to be really good. Yes, they need good him point. to be a number yeah. one defenseman. I mean, the, with what they're paying him and the minutes that he's playing, and so far I like the idea of him not being on power play one and just dialing up his even strength minutes. Like I, I I feel like especially if he's playing like this, you know, he and Brody are out there for like, well, it feels like almost half the game five on five, and that's the only pairing where you feel really safe out there, and that gets back to yeah, I, I would I would say not last year. Probably the year before, right? Where like that was such a solid combination for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least you know you ask about like is is the D pair settled? No, but there have been some positives so far, and um, you know they're not they're not they're not far away from it needing to be settled. You really you just like one more defenseman who can play twenty minutes a night who's not Giordano. Or who's not Kling? Who's not Klingberg? Yeah, you know, um, that's that. I feel like if they had that, then all of a sudden you could start talking about this being like a top ten blue line in the league. Yeah, you know what's interesting? I just want to just to close up on Riley. You mentioned like he's at, he's playing like a number one defenseman. It's a really unconventional number one defenseman role. He's not in the number one power play unit. He's not on the penalty kill when everybody's healthy. Like that's very unusual for a number one defenseman to not be basically a prominent part of either special teams unit. Now I say that like he's been did really good. You, did on you look around the league to see if there's anybody else that has like the same profile? For that? I have not looked at that. I should look at that. That's a good idea. To, yeah. To Cause kind normally of if you're in the top four on D you're going to be a staple on either one. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I will say James, he's been excellent on that second unit. Like he is that second unit at times has just been better than their first. And we're going to talk a little bit about that at, well, later in large point? part because of him. Yeah, I mean, he, large so part, he's yeah. uh, the other thing too is when you're the second power play unit, you're getting this. You're often getting the second penalty kill unit, right? Mm, so sometimes point. it can be if you're a good player and you're on that second unit, you can sometimes take advantage. And they've got good players. Like the flip side to them not having as many forwards that are good defensively is they've got a couple guys who are better offensively on that unit. So um, you know they have a, they have guys like Domi and Bertuzzi that have been on first power play units around the league for a number of years. So then you add Riley there. I've liked Lilgren as the, yeah. the guy at the uh, guy at the back. So Riley's getting a minute 32 a game on the power play. Klingberg's at three minutes and 45 seconds. So the difference is, uh, you know, a minute and 13 seconds or no, sorry, two minutes and 13 seconds different. Per yeah. Game that's there. a lot. It, it Yeah, it is a lot. And he's outproduced him. Well, that, that brings me, you mentioned Giordano. One of the thoughts that's been rattling around in my mind with with Klingberg, and, and you mentioned some of the Klingbergisms, where you're just like, oh man, you think ahead to the playoffs, and it's like that's 
scary a little bit for them. Like, is he going to make the right decisions in a tight playoff series against Boston or Tampa? The one thing I've I've just been thinking, like, I think he has added something in terms of like moving the puck. He just feels like a little bit unnecessary for them. Like, I don't think he's really helped their power play a ton. Like, I don't know that it's done much. He kind of feels a little bit like, I don't know what they really need him for, if that makes sense. Puck moving aside. Is that is that unfair? Like he's on their third pair now. They're 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 really sheltering the hell out of him. Like you and I have talked about this offline. Well, I mean, that's what he is. I mean, when they signed him, I was kind of a bit confused, especially at the number they signed him. But this that's the way to get the most out of him. He is on pace for fifty one points, Jonas. Like it's not like he's having a negligible offensive impact. And you know, one of the criticisms I think that was fair of the Leafs in the playoffs when they were struggling to generate offense is they didn't really have anyone on the back end other than Riley that could do it. Yeah. Um, but is he going to, you know, co- like, is he going to cost you as much as he, he gives back? Now, if you look at those five points, James, like five and eight games, fine. Three primary assists, no goals, two secondary assists, whatever. Like, I don't know that he's been like a huge game changer offensively so far. Again, continue. Go ahead. No, I mean, but he's just, you know, if if you've got, I don't know. If you've got like your third pairs like Giordano and some stay-at-home guy, you're not going to be getting, you yeah. know, at the very least they've got someone that can rifle the puck up. And I, I like when Klingberg's in the offensive zone, he's dangerous. Like yeah, he's he got is. really good vision. He's really good at finding people. Like, you know, he's, he's got just an innate skill set of being able to make a good pass. You know, you feel really, well, I was going to say you feel really comfortable with him, but sometimes he turns it over. But I mean, he he's a game breaker potentially there. And I think that that's what they're looking for is someone to, I don't know. I, I wonder if the decision for them was just, you know, add Klingberg or add nobody. And they didn't have enough confidence in Connor Timmons to want him on the third pair. So instead it's Klingberg and they'll, they'll evaluate as the season goes on. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, what is his, I want to just look at his. If he's starting play. in the offensive zone 70% of the time. <laughs> that's why it's and he's wild. on the third pick. And he's on the third pair. 70% only, zone starts. He's only playing, what, 16 minutes a game, even strength. You know, that's that's the right way to use him. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just thinking, like, they could put Riley on the number one power play unit, and it's fine. Like, I guess the problem is they you, you couldn't find the skills you're talking about with whoever, Luke Shen, Justin Hall, someone you could have paid less and who could have done different stuff. I don't know. Interesting. Well, I mean, the advantage is like you're dialing up Riley's even strength ice time, which is where they need him because they just don't yeah. have enough players that can eat those minutes and, and play against top lines. And, you know, so you dial Riley back. So he's not on the penalty kill. He's playing over 24 minutes a game. He's only playing in a minute and a half on the power play. So <coughs> he's playing like a big, big chunk of even strength, your even strength minutes, and you feel good about that. All right. Uh, let's. Is there anything else about the D we should talk about? The, the, does the depth at all like. What's the injuries? I, they're saying that uh, Lilgren's at practice, so maybe that's not. Yeah, it looks like he's maybe, okay. Maybe they escaped, um, you know, because at one point it was looking like they were going to be down two defensemen and have to potentially play the game against LA short a player because they're so tight against the cap. But if McCabe is relatively close and Lilgren's okay, then they escaped. I mean, like two injuries on the blue line would be deeply concerning because they don't really seem to trust anybody. And is that, so, so I'm glad you brought that up. Is that unusual? Like I was trying to think like, is their depth that bad or is that just normal? Like would two injuries on any defense sink a team or is that, 
or is their yeah, depth a, not great? It's a fair question. Um, like I'm looking, James, last year, there was a point in November, you remember when they had a million defensemen hurt. Like these are the defensemen who are hurt. Muzzin, Brody, Riley, Ben, Dahlstrom, all hurt. And so the defense they dressed, I'm looking at a Pittsburgh game randomly, Giordano Hall, Sandine Lilgren, Mete Holloway. Well, hmm. is that just, I don't know, like when you're getting into the Bens and the Hallwells and the Metes and now well, Lagasin and Benoit. What the cap has really done is that third pair guys are often now like a million bucks or less. And some teams have like a good number five defenseman who can move up. I mean, look at Carolina's blue line. Like they've got some depth. There's a few teams that have some depth on that third pair, or they have a good young player who's playing there that can move up. But there's lots of good teams that don't. You know, there's lots of good teams that are only playing their third pairs, you know, 13 minutes a game. It's it's really moved that way, and the cap's been a big part of that. Well, I'm just looking at their defense as you say that. So I tell me if this is right. They're spending like 12 and change on their first pair, Riley Brody. When healthy, it's like three and change for McCabe and Lilligren, and then it's like five and change for Giordano and Klingberg. Is that about right? Mm-hmm. It sounds about right. I guess yeah. like you could flip it in in a normal case, like that third pair would be the second and vice versa, but same thing. Okay. So my my read around the league would be most teams for the Leafs first pair, that's probably about right. Second pair, the Leafs are spending less than a lot of other teams, especially contending other teams, mm-hmm. and then spending a little bit more on the third pair. Because it, typically the profile is, you know, you've got a number one or number two defenseman that you're paying six, seven, eight. Um, yeah. And then your your second pair usually have guys that are making four, four and a half, five. Mm-hmm. And the Leafs don't have, they don't have that currently. Right. They've got Other an undervalued like Timothy Logan making 1.4. Right. Right. Uh, all right. What did I write here? I'm trying to, you've seen my writing. Sometimes I can't even read it myself. Uh, true, false, or TBD. Tyler Bertuzzi will be the Leafs' best offseason acquisition. Uh, hmm. Hmm. I mean, he's got three points in eight games. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, but I it's guess, like, I mean, who, who else? It, well, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like who else are you going to pick? I mean, it could be Domi. It could be Klingberg, to your point, if he gets 50 points and plays 20 minutes a game. I mean, I'm going to say it's probably Bertuzzi by default. I mean, they're, they're probably going to add somebody else and then we'll vote for that guy. Is it so? Let me ask you this then: Is it a disappointment for you? Is it a p- disappointment for them that that he didn't really fit with Matthews and Marner? Like inevitably, they'll probably go back to that at some point. But is that a is that a problem? Do you think for them? Mm, n- not if he's good on the second line. I think it's fine. Okay. Like I don't I don't think it I don't think he has to be on the first line to be worth that. But he's definitely got to be in the top six. I think for what they're paying him for the five million they invested in him, he's got to be. Least twenty goals, you know, forty five plus points, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah, I think and, that's right. And he's not really on pace for that at this point. No, I, but I, I mean, I, he's been hurt and yep. bounced around a bit, and you know, he's not. We he, he's not going to get that. I mean, he's only playing a minute fifteen a game on the power play. Like he's really not getting out there very much, and he's a guy that that's used to playing there more. Yeah, and he he. As he showed in the, what game was it? The Dallas game? Uh, like, he is good on the power play. Like, he's good around the net, but you're right. Oh, yeah. like, there just aren't the minutes there. 
he has looked better with Tavares and, and Neander. He looks like he's skating a little bit better. He kind of looked like the thing I was thinking about after I wrote about him in Dallas is he's kind of like when he's playing well, he's almost like a, like a bowling ball a little bit where he's just like running into all the pins and like knocking everyone over. Like he's kind of just like you mentioned Klingberg as a chaos agent. Like he's, he's kind of like a chaos agent in a good way when he's playing well. Um, he's not that big. He no, and he's not that than, fast. And he is. No, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's not scared. Um, he's not like he's not like Uncle Todd. He's not like a like he's only they only list him at like one eighty five. Yeah, he's got a similar body type actually to to Bunting. It's it's they're not so dissimilar. I guess I was thinking after that game or even before that game when I talked to him in the morning is like would they? I know they didn't trust Bunting, but would you? They have been better off just like paying less for Bunting, but obviously you get term and I don't know. I mean, it seemed like they were so done on bunting. Yeah, that, like with all the extracurricular like, stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the whole story of what happened, but I just know, like, I don't. There were never there weren't contract talks. Like, I think they just. It's interesting because some of the players really like bunting, right? And like, they're still friends with him. And I think they liked. Uh, they definitely. I know they liked him personally, and like you can see why he's an outgoing guy. I I wonder if it got to the point where they didn't want to play him on that. Like, I mean, we saw they literally didn't want to play him on their top line, and I wonder how mm-hmm. much of that was player related like i wonder that's mm. just something i've thought like did if if matthews and martyr wanted him playing on their line he probably would have been playing on their line it's no? just interesting because they're they're friends with them so like it, it maybe is it one of those situations i mean we're just speculating but yeah. like they you like him as a guy but as like a co-worker or something it's like eh, i don't know about this guy well like you just stopped trusting him like he was taking so many penalties there was so much noise defensively there were issues offensively actually there were issues as well but he just I mean, when he was not doing all that other stuff, he fit really well with Matthews and Marner. Like he did. Like he, and I didn't see that from Bertuzzi. I think Yarncroft is like a a Kerfoot like kind of fit, where like for a few games, like it's fine, but it's not like a real fit. So Bunting's off to a pretty good start in Carolina. He's playing eighteen and a half minutes a game. He's playing four and a half on the power play. Like he's a mainstay on their on their top power play unit. He's playing more in the power play than it looks like. Yeah, he's playing more than anybody on the team. Wow. Does he have any power play goals? He has one power play goal, three power play points. Uh, He's producing lots of shots. So, you know, I think it's worked out for them. I think they're getting the value that they want out of him, especially with the the minutes that he's playing. Yeah, it's it's an interesting decision. Like, obviously, he signed a three-year contract. I would think he would have signed the same contract in Toronto if they wanted him he loved it here he's from here it's an interesting decision yeah go ahead another update Jonas uh, McCabe is out of the lineup for the LA game yeah that's not surprising Uh, All right, let's take a break and then I got a couple more things to get into in our fun game right fun okay bye I'm I'm having fun Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing 
Broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Well, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told. So I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Okay, James. Any any more updates you, you got from practice? <laughs> I'm just trying to keep us No, relevant. I appreciate I, it. Does it make sense to even do that? I mean, I guess if something comes up that's surprising, we can talk about. But this might be old news by the time people listen to this. Okay. But not but, everyone's following the, the tweets no, I get practice, it, yeah. right? So like, you know, maybe people are going to learn what's happening with the lineup based on uh, our conversations listening to us. I think they're called posts now, right? Because it's um, yeah, just, so stupid. It's, kinda, it's like the Skydome. Like, just stick with the name that... Yeah, I agree. I got a notification yesterday, Jonas, that I've been on Twitter for 15 years as of today. Holy moly. 15 years. I, w- I was, I think I was still working on the desk at the newspaper. It was like, it was not a, I was not a, I was a young buck back then, 15 years ago. All right. True, false, or TBD? The Leafs have a problem on their penalty kill. I would say true. Yeah. I would say true. I mean, you, I think you flagged this on the show last week and I was like, eh, it seems like it's early, but the more I watch it, the more it's just, I don't know. I wonder if that's a personnel thing. I mean, they're they're breaking in guys that aren't used to playing on the penalty kill that much. Um, yeah, a lot of they guys. Do, they, do, they don't look fast. They don't look dynamic. They don't. Yeah, remember how dangerous they were the last couple of years? Like they were, they would, whether it was like Kerfoot, Camp, Marner, yeah, I thought Dean Chanel, the coach, was the PK whisperer because you know when he first came in, the PK made a big leap in an improvement and then now it's not it's not working so i think it's personnel james like i don't i don't think they have enough yeah. penalty killers like real penalty killers like you mentioned all the guys who are doing it for for like the first time it's matthews it's nice it's uh gregor had never killed penalties neander hadn't really done it until last year they're, they're playing giordano on their number one penalty killing pair like they're just they don't really have enough. And like it goes back to the offseason when you lose Kerfoot and you lose O'Reilly and you lose Achari and you lose Hall and you lose Shen. You lose like some really good Engvall. penalty killers. Engvall was a pretty I mean, good over penalty the last killer. couple years, you know, like Mikheyev was a guy. Yeah, you know. that's a lot of guys. Yeah, they he was another some, one who like, was so dangerous, right? They've lost some guys who were kind of like big and fast and just like fit the profile of good defensive forwards, even if they they hurt you offensively at times. Yeah, so I don't, so I guess that's a, trade like to go back to what we were talking about with some of the defensive utility like maybe you just trade for some i don't know eight hundred thousand one million dollar forward who can kill penalties and help you but yeah i don't know another uh former leaf update for you here that's relevant pierre engvall seven games zero goals (laughs) yeah three three assists he's playing 14 minutes a game including two minutes a game on the power play for Pierre Engvall. I don't have his shorthanded minutes in front of me. He only has six shots on goal in seven games. Wow. So well, I would say that, that that contract early on has not uh, been amazing. He's got security. 
Well, good for him. I like Pierre. Pierre's a good guy. I mean, I mean, twenty million dollars. Like I said, you know, good for him. I think one of the concerns too, James, with the penalty kill is like, as I mentioned, like Giordano's on their first unit. Giordano like might not be in the lineup in the playoffs, so obviously that's a fix that they're going to have to get. They're going to have to get someone who can actually play. Like they, they still, they still need another Muzzin like defender. Mm-hmm. Clearly, like he should. Well, be the good on news the first is team. those are basically impossible to find <laughs> and cost a fortune and have big cap hits and. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why they. I mean, they tried to find one in the off season and couldn't. I mean, they were throwing big money at Radko Gudis. Look well, at the contracts that. Look at the contracts that guys like Labushkin and Luke Shen and not to run those guys down, but like you know the the big physical defenseman is still very much in vogue in a team like Vegas winning the Stanley Cup with the big, tough blue line that they had, it just only pushes the league more in that direction. I, I still really wonder about Shen and whether they should have just bitten the bullet. I don't, like, it. it's not going to age great, but, like, they have Ryan Reeves on a three-year I mean, deal. He's been hurt. He hasn't he's hurt. played much this year. Right? No, I saw him in Nashville. Like, he should be back soon. But, like, I mean, if they had offered it something similar, I'm pretty sure, 99% sure he would have stayed. He fit with Riley, obviously. That means that? I, I, I know. I'm pretty confident in that. I don't know. Like, would you rather have him in the top four than I don't know? You could just move the puzzle pieces around a little bit better. You wouldn't have to play Riley and Brody together. That means you could play Brody somewhere else. Maybe you could play Brody with Lilligren. I don't know. Maybe you don't sign Klingberg. I don't know. It's just like he would solve some of their issues, but. He's, maybe you don't sign Ryan Reeves, eh? Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe you keep Sam Lafferty. Maybe you do, yeah. And then you move Tavares to the wing, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Those are all the hot button issues that. <laughs> well, when they make, when they make UGM and me AGM, then we will get our way. All right, last one, uh, and then if you have any other ones, you can tell me. Uh, we kind of hit on this a little bit earlier. Uh, true, false, or, or TBD? John Klingberg will last the season on the number one power play unit. I'm going to say true. Oh wow! Okay. And I know you're a you're a skeptic, but I'm going to say I leave with the personnel they've got now. I'm going to say that this makes the most sense. Tell me why you think it like just in terms of I like think boosting he looks him fine up there. And I th- like I said earlier, I I think that it makes sense to play Riley more at even strength. I don't think you necessarily need Riley on that power play unit for it to be effective. That's it's a good really point. Running, it's running through the forwards way more than the defensemen. Yeah, true. Um, good and point. I haven't seen anything from Klingberg to say that he's hurting the power play at this point. I mean, I'm waiting to see like if the power play doesn't look effective, if he's having a hard time on the breakout, if he's making mistakes on the blue line, then maybe I think about making a change. But if the power play is top five in the league with him there, then I just leave it. I think you've kind of sold me. I'm like, I think it's more TBD for me just because I th- I think when they, they're kind of in a bit of a lull with that top unit now, I think if they hit it more of a lull, I think it'll be the move. Like it's kind of the only move to make. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I just, I, I think you've raised a really good point with Riley that it allows you to play him more in other situations. And to your point, like you don't really, that, that defenseman on that unit doesn't really, isn't essential. Like, it's so much running through the forwards down low, but I don't know, like some of the underlying numbers from this year 
versus last year with Riley on that top unit, like they're just not as good by like right. a pretty fair amount. Like I'm just looking at it last year, James, 13, again, the sample size from this year is small, but 13 expected goals per 60 with that number one unit last year. So far this year with Klingberg, it's at, I think, six. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, that definitely, that's not nothing. I, I mean, the eye test isn't saying that to me, that like he's it's a not. problem on that, that yeah. unit. So to me, at this point, I would say like sample size and that we haven't had a lot of games, but it's something to keep an eye on. I mean, if they if if they're generating half the number of chances per minute, then yeah, it's a problem and they're going to have to move away from it. But I think if you're looking to add a defenseman at some point during the season, you're much worried about what they bring you defensively and yeah. at even strength. A hundred percent. Yeah. The like you're not looking to fix to get a guy that can play in the power play. Well, I did. Maybe know- Tim. Maybe Timmins will be healthy here soon. They could put him on the power play. Where? What power play? <laughs> <laughs> PP one. There you go. Yeah, I don't see that happening. But I, I should mention uh, uh, Julian McKenzie wrote about this for us at the Athletic. They're talking about an extension for Noah Hannafin. So that's like mm. one guy maybe who could be off the board. And then to your point, it's like, oh, who's, I mean, I guess you could go for some of the other defensemen that they have. Zadorov is like a big, humongous monster. I mean, Tanev has been a guy who's been rumored to Toronto for a yeah. million years. Yeah. Just get the whole Calgary defense back together. Brody, <laughs> Giordano, Tanev. Just bring them all in. Yeah. Why not? I mean, it'll be, I wonder if, Brody will, if he has a good year the whole way through, I wonder if he's a guy they look to bring back on like a smaller number. Like yeah. if he if he settles into your, what is he, 35? No, he's 33. Oh. Well, then he's got some more good hockey in him. Yeah, it's funny. I wrote about him at some point, I think midway through last year, about how good defensively he was. And I, I raised the prospect of an extension for him at that point. And then he had the rough playoff series. He's been mm-hmm. hurt more often. That's a TBD. Yeah, he, I think you got to see. He's only thirty three in June too, so it's not even like he's yeah. So he's younger than I thought he was. So you know, certainly if you could get him, the problem you run into with defensemen, it's the same thing with Muzzin, is that that you got to give them term and then their bodies start to break down. He's um, not a big know, guy either at all. No, but he also doesn't get hit that often. So, but but Brody, a big part of his skating, such a big part of his game. Yeah. And he's been healthy so far. Uh, okay. Those are all the That's topics it, eh? in my game. Woo! What, uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about? What's your, yeah, what's your Halloween costume on Tuesday? I do not have one. I, When's yeah. the last time you dressed up? I bet it's been a long time. No, it, it had been a long time. And then a couple years ago, uh, I went to something and I dressed as a, a tennis player. Kind of Rafael Nadal-ish. Yeah. That so it's like one of those costumes where you just like put yeah. like a little, you put like a little sweatband on your. That's exactly like, what yeah, I did on my head. I'm ready headband. to go. Look, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate those costumes. That are like, <laughs> like I, I'm the complete opposite. I'm like no one can recognize who I am. It's like it's you know there's like makeup or like some elaborate mask or, you know, um, I use my height to my advantage often with the costume. Um, See, James, you know, like, I remember, I, I'm more like this time of year because I, I get into watching more scary movies. I know that's not really your thing, but I, I really like watching scary movies at this point well, of year. So what's your favorite? Do you have a good one to send me? I don't mind them. Like I, I've seen I've seen the old ones. My brother and I used to like go to the video store and rent all the I've seen all the Friday the thirteenth and all that stuff. Those are less scary than they are kind of gory. Like do, do you, you want to be Jason, scared? Do you see Jason in Manhattan? 
No. <laughs> he fights a boxer on top of a building, and then uh, Jason punches his head off, and it goes flying off the building and lands in a dumpster down below. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, some of those ones are there's just, one, like, there's silly. Jason in Space, I think there's one. Like, Jason in Space. Did you like the Scream movies? Like, some of the new ones are, are not bad. They're not scary, yeah, Scream, but they're okay. Scream was fine. I, they feel like of, an, of, of their time, kind of. Like, I don't know if they've held up that well. I don't, don't mind scary movies. I mean, my wife will never watch them, but you should watch. watch them you know, on what's my own. A, a decent one that was made not that long ago is The Witch. Did you ever see The Witch? No. You should watch that one. That's pretty good. I watched The Boogeyman the other day, and that was pretty good. I have no idea what any of this stuff is. So okay. well, I kind of like those like cheesy ones, like the you know the ones that used to just have like just insane premises and goofy stuff would happen, like, like Freddy I know versus it, Jason, oh, so not and, like I know what you did last summer kind of thing. Well. That one's, yeah, I don't know. Like the, the ones that are like really cheesy Halloween movies, I used to really enjoy. I still, still, still know what you did last summer. <laughs> isn't, there, isn't there like a parody of that or something? Isn't there like mm, a. Yeah, there have been. Scary movie, I mean, would be the, <laughs> the big right. one. Right. All right, James. Uh, subscribe to the Athletics NHL YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at the Athletic Hockey Show. Uh, it's going to be a busy time for the Leafs. As you mentioned, they're going to Sweden very soon. We are going to Sweden very soon. Not we as in you, but we as in Josh and Josh Cloak and I. So oh, that's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting finding a time for us to podcast when you're in uh, a much yes. different time zone than me. <laughs> you're going to be in your hotel room at like midnight doing a podcast, I think. <laughs> I mean, we've done those before after some playoff games. Remember those? Oh, yes. Those were fun. Uh, all right. Well, so we will be back next week. I think Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll still we'll nail that down. Probably now after we get off air. Uh, so go to theathletic.com slash leaf report. Sign up for The Athletic. Lots of great stuff. Lots of interesting stuff around the NHL, around the NBA, obviously, around the NFL. Anything else, James, you want to mention? That's it from me. All right. Goodbye. Enjoy the week. <laughs>